I hate that this is the second episode in a row where I have to give a warning to the audience, but it is what it is, just based on the different discussions that we'll be having throughout this. So this episode will be talking about things of a mature nature. If you do not want your kids to hear this, now's a pretty good time to send them to bed or send them to another room. Listener discretion is advised. We are covering very mature topics. Let's go do the show. Parley! Parley! Let's do this! Parlay? That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Parlay Radio where we are the podcast that breaks down your favorite artists and musicians, the ones you love to hate and see whether or not they deserve it. Introductions, gentlemen. Yeah, one second. <laughs> Jay forgot who he was. Oh, no. We're, we're going oh, to no. have to cut that in. We're going to have to cut that. Oh, my God. I'm leaving this in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jay Bane, uh, cooking MCs like a pound of bacon. And I'm John. I've been downstairs in the basement drinking coffee for about the last four hours, and I'm ready to go. And I'm Devin, and not only am I shaped like a pizza, but I also enjoy eating it. If you have never listened to this show before, what we do is we take the most popular artists in the world that are also the most hated artists in the world, and we break them down by lyrics, musical composition, the numbers, their amount of streams, their amount of sales, their amount of awards, and the controversies surrounding them. This week, we do have a fun one, but before we get into that, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, Number one, I didn't do it in the last episode because I kind of forgot. I'm going to do a small fact check from our first episode. We did a little blurb about the Beatles, and Ringo came up, and I said Ringo wrote a lot of songs for the Beatles. He actually wrote two. Only two. However, he has nine Grammys. So, but I can't really right, talk though. crap about him with a guy with nine Grammys. So, yeah. But two I, songs. Two songs that were Beatles, but everything else was based on a solo career. So, obviously, still. And Ringo is honestly a very talented musician, songwriter, and drummer. He's not going to be yet, crazy all over the place, but he is a very, I would say, imposing with his style. It's a nice and yet way to put still it. the worst writer in Beatles history. Compared to Fair. what? <laughs> the other three. Yeah. But being <laughs> the worst writer in the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> that's still not even something negative, you know? <laughs> like, oh yeah, the the greatest one of the greatest bands of all time, and you're the worst member of it. Uh, it's being like the you know the <laughs> the poorest billionaire i i don't know how else to put that <laughs> he's still worth way more money than we'll ever see or hear of in our lifetime good on you ringo star we appreciate you thank you for being one of the only living beatles i, I please don't go anytime soon please right we need you we need you and paul stick it out paul's still another dead. 10 years No, we're not getting into that. (laughs) (laughs) We need an episode on it. We do. And then uh, another thing as well, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was last night. So at the time of recording this, uh, congratulations to one Dolly Parton. Congratulations to Eminem and Pat Benatar. And there was a smattering of others who escaped me, but those are the three that I was really happy about. 
So, uh, Pat Benatar, Dolly Parton, and Eminem, good on you. You may have light applause. Hopefully, it doesn't take a queen. Dolly, she is the queen. She is. She is actually the only artist I believe that is in the country rock and roll songwriters and gospel hall of fame. That's crazy. She's also in my hall of fame. She is in all of our hearts. In hall of fames. What about Jimmy Ivy? I mean, it'd be great if she could get in the baseball hall of fame too. That would be amazing. Or NBA. Nah, hall she of was fame. too roided up. She's too roided up for those years. You know, I would love to see her in the NBA Hall of stats. Fame. Just, just so when you walk through the Hall of Fame, you have Dolly Parton right next to Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, Dolly Parton. <laughs> LeBron. That's Jay. the real dream team. It's just she's. I think like only like five foot two or five foot three without heels. Just to see that height differential between the two of them just makes me so happy. That's all. That's all I want. Shh. She is one of the few artists that will never, ever, ever be on this show. True. 100%. She's a truly charitable person, too. All those free books she gives out. Yeah. God bless Dolly Parton. It's uh, Dolly Parton, Bob Ross, Weird Al, and yeah. uh, Steve Irwin. Like, truly, anybody who says a bad thing about any of them, shame on you. Don't shame on Mr. you. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I was going to say Oh, that. yeah, Fred Rogers. Mr. Rogers. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this one, too, and I think you would agree with me, but I know some people might not. Tom Hanks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Tom Hanks played Fred Rogers. So there we have it. What about LeVar Burton? Oh, definitely LeVar Burton. Butterfly in the sky. Nothing. Okay. That was Let's better than John's karaoke. Let's get back to somebody who does deserve to be on this show. Oh, Fine. This week's focus is on Mr. Rob Van Winkle, also known I, as... I have no, no notes on this. Oh. <laughs> I have no notes on this guy. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Rob Van Winkle, also known as Vanilla Ice, is an American rapper, actor, and television host originally from South Dallas, Texas. His popularity was at its height in the early 90s with his largest hit to date, Ice Ice Baby. Having said that, <laughs> under pressure, right? No, no, that's that, there's his song's different. Oh yeah, because it has the mm, do, mm, mm. yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I was different. gonna say, like, why are we copying David Bowie on here? Did you just say Bowie? Yeah, that's how it's spelled. D a v e i d y b o o w i e y. Right. Hey John, is he Polish? <laughs> Swedish. Good lord. <laughs> uh, getting into it real quick, we're gonna go ahead and start with the numbers. So Vanilla Ice has a total record sales of 8.5 million. This is according to RIAA. Uh, his total streams, he has 2.5 million monthly listeners on Spotify with over 300 million streams total. He has won two American Music Awards. He's been nominated for one Grammy. He has one People's Choice and one Golden Raspberry Award for Worst New Star. He also has this thing called a Factual Entertainment Award. I don't know what this is. I think this is literally just for reality shows. But he had a, I don't know how much fact it is, because reality is a facty, man. Come on, everybody wants a facty. Everybody gets a facty, man. I want a facty. It's for the Vanilla Ice Project, uh, which was a show about him flipping houses. Um, He also has one platinum single and a platinum album, uh, one gold single and one gold album. For a one-hit wonder, that's pretty good. That's honestly very good. So congrats to him on that. 
Wait a second. You left out the Golden Raspberry Award here. That's I mentioned the highest it. level award you can get. I mentioned it. You weren't There's listening. Higher than that reward. That's, you should have started with that. <laughs> I still want to eat it. That's the problem. Delicious. The Razzies are the best award. Like we we need more delicious award shows. You know, it would be amazing is if they actually dipped raspberries in gold to make those awards. And just after six months, people are like, "What's that smell? Oh, we have wine fermenting in this award, honey." You know. <laughs> Or it's their career, one of the two. You know, I, I wish, granted, things that occurred with his career that he pulled a Halle Berry and actually went to claim it in person. I don't know if you're aware of that. Halle Berry got a, a raspberry for Catwoman and actually went to the award show to claim it in person. She loved it. She's yeah, so happy. She well, she hated the movie, so yeah. Sandra Bullock also loves hers for All About Steve. I don't even know what that movie is. I'm going to be totally transparent on that. Uh, over he still has 2.5 million monthly listeners on Spotify. I wonder if it's just like playlists that people put the song on. Ironically, you know, it's the drunken party anthem. Of course, it's on there. Everybody's got it on a playlist. I thought the drunken party anthem would be Africa by Toto. Well, it's actually Rockstar by Nickelback. That's true. Wait a second. No, it's not. It's neither of those. Wait, it's what would it be? Don't stop believing. That's the yeah, karaoke song. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. And that does change with the decade. I've been coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. If we have a drinking game for every time John does karaoke, people are going to get alcohol poisoning listening to the show. Just because they'll start drinking, and it's like, you have to stop. (laughs) Somebody told me that you had a girlfriend who looked like a boyfriend back in February. Now he's doing a William Shatner impression. All right. I don't know if you can hear my head hitting the desk, but uh, yeah. The Killers are just a phenomenal karaoke band. Every one of their songs is great for karaoke. Yeah, especially for Vanilla Ice singing Killers song. I don't know. I'm trying to do a segue back into it. I got nothing. Jay, what do you have for lyrics? (laughs) Oh, I got tons for lyrics. (laughs) I hate you guys so much. (laughs) Gotta keep flowing, buddy. So for lyrics, we're going to cover two songs today. Uh, Number one is going to be, obviously, the biggest hit in Vanilla Ice's career, Ice, Ice, Baby. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do what John does. But so stop. Ice, Ice, Baby. Collaborate Ice, Ice. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that here Vanilla in just Ice a second. is back with a brand new invention. Whoa, you actually know the lyrics to that he song? He knows more than yeah, I do. I, who doesn't? Did you, like, take a time machine back in time to listen to it? Cause... No, that's a David Bowie song. <laughs> That'll be another shot for every time John mispronounces an artist's name. Who, David Bowie? Finally, there <laughs> I pronounced them wrong intentionally. It's hilarious. So, Ice Ice Baby was written by Robert Van Winkle and Mario Johnson and Brian May, David Jones, Freddie Mercury, John Deacon, and Roger Taylor. If you don't know who those people are, Brian May, Freddie Mercury, John Deacon, Roger Taylor are Queen. And David Jones is John? David Bowser. David Bowser. There we go. Yep. David Bowser. Dave, David Bowie. Bowie. David Bowie, Bowie Bowser. Knife. What you doing in outer space, David Bowie? So Vanilla Ice wrote Ice Ice Baby at the age of 16. If you listen to the lyrics, he based the lyrics off of a weekend he had with his friend and disc jockey, D. Shea, in South Florida. Uh, the lyrics describe Ice and Shay on a drug run that ends in a drive-by shooting while praising Ice's rhyming skills. Honestly, the lyrics are 
oh, it's so bad. And when you realize he wrote it at the age of 16, it makes a lot of sense. He was the kind of kid, I'm guessing, that liked to run in the streets, uh, liked to do his, his own little fun thing. He's got a lot of, I'm guessing, problems with people because he talks about carrying his nine, you know, going and driving by. And it's just not not the kind of place you'd probably want your 16-year-old to be. Well, you also have to think about, you know, if he's 16, he was 16 in, I'd say, what, like the earlier mid-80s? Right? 88, 89, I think. Well, the song was 90 or 91, so he had to be younger than that because I think, I think he was already legal to drink by the time the song came out. You know, teenager in the 80s in South Florida, not exactly a safe time. You know, it, it, there was a lot going on down there. Uh, so I can understand him being a little bit more, I don't want to say protective, but uh, probably in the culture would be the nicest way I could put it. So I can kind of get that as much as I don't agree with it. So I will say for a 16 year old writing this song, he might have written one of the most iconic first lines in music history. Because if you ever hear the words, all right, stop, you're going to immediately think, collaborate and listen. I mean, it, it's so iconic. It's one of those lines that just, it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. And it's, uh, it's actually so well written, as simple as it really is. It probably doesn't hurt that, that it was overplayed on the radio for years and years afterwards, too. I'm kind of glad that my parents hid that part from me and had me listening to, like, Beatles and Jim Croce and a couple other artists because I know I don't remember Vanilla Ice on the radio. I, I mean, I, I discussed it before. I think I was four whenever the song came out and uh, music memory for me starts about six. So I can't really, I think it was already in a Nirvana by the time that this is at the height of its popularity. My parents wouldn't let me get the Vanilla Ice album, but they did let me get MC Hammer's Hammer Don't Hurt Them. Well, you know, they're too legit. Too legit to quit. Exactly. Vanilla Ice uh, also had the first hip-hop single on the Billboard Top 100. The amount of... I know, it's really crazy to think. Um, It's one of those songs that just, I think, was played so much, so often, people just had to hear it more. And it was something a lot of people hadn't heard before. Not necessarily the bass line, but they hadn't heard the lyrics before, the stylings, the the way that the music had the, the drums and everything else. Uh, it, it's something that your basic suburban kids really had no idea what hip hop or rap or any of the, any of that musical genre was really about. So that begs the question then, because several years before that, we had the run DMC remix version of walk this way. Would that be considered hip hop or would it be more rock? Because Aerosmith did play on the song, but did it actually hit number one on billboard hot 100? No, it did chart though. Actually, I don't know. Charting's close enough, right? Yeah, it's, it's not it's, number one, though. That's there true. Can only be one. Okay, Sean Connery. Somebody mentioned so, me. Hey, no, speaking, uh, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Everybody rest his soul. Speaking of, uh, you know, mentioning stuff, we're going to mention the one thing that always gets tied together with the song Ice Ice Baby, and that's Under Pressure by David Bowie, Bowie, and Queen. Um, if you've listened to the songs, 
They're very, very similar bass lines. With Queen, it's da 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 da. But if you listen to Vanilla Ice's version, it's da 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 da. You see, it's completely different. Completely different song. It's not the same. Doesn't it only have to be thirty percent overlap for it to be considered plagiarism? Yeah, it does. Well. He still lost the lawsuit and had to pay a lot of money. Did they, to or Queen did they settle Bowie. outside of court? I think it was a settling, but close enough to believe not. It. Not in ISIS favor, put it that way. Yeah, and honestly, if that's paying the other person, you lose, even if it's a settlement. Yeah, tomato, tomato. It's more like potato, potato in this scenario. But it's not the same. It's a different song. It's completely different. I think it's called potato cheeseburger. That actually sounds pretty good. I would like a cheeseburger with potato buns. Them nummy. I, love I, I completely Absolutely. tuned out during that part. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love <Okay>. potatoes. <laughs> uh, which, so by the way, sec- Run DMC uh, charted at number 10. That's the highest they got on uh, Billboard 100. Not number what about one. Will Not number one. Family friendly rap. Well, but the Sugar Will Hill Smith game didn't really the big wheelie style family. Yeah, well, that was also Will Smith was height of well Will after. Smith's popularity was uh, seven years later. His 98, I believe, was big Willie style. Oh, now, the slap the slap heard around the world. No, that was We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that and that was also almost 30 years later. Uh, actually, it was Wait, what, exactly 30 years later. right now. <laughs> Good Lord. No, but what DJ Jazzy Jeff right and the now? Fresh Prince, I think, was like 92, 93 was when they started yeah. to get popular. So it was after Vanilla Ice. Which you could easily say was kickstarted by Vanilla Ice and Ice Ice Baby. Put the whole genre out there. That just makes me sad. It really does. Because, I mean, it's not a song that holds up to the testament of time. It really isn't. Lyrically, is it maybe not. But musically, if you if you listen to it, it's a fun party song. It gets you kind of going. And it, it's a drunken rock. It's, it's a drunken anthem. It's one of those ones that you can just listen to and yeah, man, let's party. Let's have fun. It's about a drug run that ends with a shooting. That's terrible. That's awful. (laughs) This is a fun party song. song. Yeah. God. Oh man. But that baseline, bro. If I hear that baseline and I don't hear Freddie Mercury chiming in, I'm immediately disappointed. I just want to let everybody know that. And if we're going to do this per last episode, if somebody's going to come in here with a bias of a yay or nay towards the artist, I'm sorry. I am the bias against. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that up front. Oh, well, yeah, your bias is well founded. Turns out there are some issues with this guy. Well, we got first, another song to go through first. <laughs> we've got I'm to just, talk you know, about greasing those mouths. We need to talk about Vanilla Ice's greatest song. That is the ninja rap. Ninja, ninja, go, ninja, ninja, go, 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 ninja, go, ninja, go, go. So, for those that aren't aware, attack. in the early 90s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the thing. It was everywhere. TV, movies, comic books, toys. Every single kid wanted to watch the Ninja Turtles and wanted to be like them. Vanilla Ice was actually selected by the producers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, to write a song specifically for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze original soundtrack. 
the song, of course, is about something Vanilla Ice might have known a lot about, which is living in the sewers and fighting villains and eating pizza. You know, things that we all understand, right? I love pizza. It does seem like it's I love fighting of- villains. I like living in a sewer. I I don't live in a sewer. I have a nice house. I don't know. No, I don't like methane. That's not pleasant. After uh, turning the song into the producers, the producers actually really enjoyed the song and wanted to put vanilla in the movie itself. So they actually filmed over a course of three weeks, a scene where during the fight, they end up going in fighting into a crowd where he was actually performing at the time, uh, performing the song as well. It's a lot of fun. Honestly, if you've never seen that movie, I'd go check it out. Just, just for the awesome vanilla ice reference. Honestly, I'm down. It is family friendly. Like Will Smith's family friendly rap. Um, they dropped the weapons in the second movie. I don't know if anybody's aware of that. They had weapon usage in the first Ninja Turtles movie. Producers thought it was too violent, so the turtles actually do not use their weapons in the second one because they wanted it to and be more family friendly. They also did that in the TV show as well. The live the action or the TV cartoon? The cartoon. Yeah, I was say, which one are we talking about? Cartoon. They they have the weapons. They never once use them. They do kicks and punches, and that's it. Weird. Don't I didn't even know it. that. Same reason too. Parents just didn't. We don't want them pulling these swords out and poking each other in the eye. I'm sorry, ma'am. How are you giving your children swords? That's more what I'm worried about. Or I have questions about that as well. I have questions about who's comparing children to giant turtles. Uh, I got nothing on that one. I'll be honest. That's what I do. So one quick sidebar with Ninja Rap. If anybody's familiar with the group Insane Clown Posse, maybe maybe a wonderful band to have on later on have an episode about i don't know but insane clown posse a lot of the fans of icp uh they call themselves ninjas and what they ended up doing was playing the ninja rap a lot before icp shows or just in general just to kind of make them feel better i believe it was in the mid 2000s vanilla ice re-recorded ninja rap and did a version for the icp juggalos i don't know how i feel about that yeah that's kind of where i am too go ninja go ninja go chicken attack all the fago you can drink i'm just go chicken go go i'm a little bewildered and i'm having a hard time grasping that there there isn't much reality that can set in with that and I, I just, I got nothing. Well, since so, you got nothing, I think it's time for John to tell us a little bit about Vanilla Ice's controversy. Oh Yay. my! Where to start? Let's start with his most popular controversy: Vanilla Ice's relationship with Madonna. Apparently, only lasted, according to his own admission, about a year. But according to Madonna, it was like six to eight months. And at this point, Vanilla Ice is rather young and Madonna is almost 20 years older than him. But it was a very, it was a very uh, controversial relationship because he was consider- she was considerably older than him at this point in his life. Which, as you said, he was 16 when he released the album. So he was probably right around 16 to 18 years old. And she was probably in her mid-30s at that point. Uh, so that was very interesting. Their relationship was actually apparently very sexual in nature, which she even wrote a whole book about it called Sex. She wrote a book called Sex about his, and it came out that the entire book was about him and her sexual relationship. 
and he was unaware of the book being written and of what she made the mature decision was like you know i need to get the hell out of this relationship i don't feel good anymore (laughs) the look on your face is priceless right now well also better madonna uh is only nine years older than him but yeah at the time considerably older for sure because let's see he would have been 24 i think 25 he's born in 67 uh the song came out in 91 so he was 24 and at the time she i would have been 31 or 32 not too bad it's not the worst but yeah i mean considering it's a little strange i i guess but you know also music industry music industry kind of makes sense it it happens all the time but definitely odd to have a book written about your sexual history and then publish it and maybe he consented to it maybe not i don't know he claims he didn't consent to the really to the book uh he also claimed that madonna proposed to him which is not founded this is all hearsay from his party madonna says she didn't he then came back and said that he broke up and called the relationship off due to the book but never said anything about the proposal again that i could find anywhere which is very interesting so moving on from the madonna relationship into vanilla ice's infamous choctaw relation uh family history of which he has claimed that his his grandmother is a full-blooded choctaw native american and he said that in 2009 where the, the tweet was deleted but there are images of where the tweet was saved from other people and then he reset it again in 2013 during the filming of a movie called please say it's sharknado ridiculous the ridiculous six in uh, 2015. so was that uh, adam sandler it was it was a very controversial movie due to the portrayal of native americans in america and uh it has a great zero percent in rotten tomatoes high high ranked highly that ranked. might be sandler's highest rated film of all time at least in the past 10 years so the movie came time. out and he pretty much there was a lot of like the entire cast left filming because there's like this is ridiculous you're making fun of native americans and this is not okay so they left and then vanilla ice went on twitter you know his little twitter fingers you know his gun fingers for his drive-by shootings he decided to start on twitter saying like as a native american choctaw where he misspelt the word choctaw by the way oh god said as a native american choctaw i see both sides of this and thinks it's and think it's okay and their cast is being ridiculous so of which their actual choctaw cherokee and other native american tribes full-blooded on board with this movie and was you know protesting against their treatment and the portrayal in the movie the choctaw confederation actually came out and did genealogy research for his allegations of his thing and said like there is not only zero evidence of choctaw relationship blood in your bloodline but it's also impossible having gone through your actual genealogy records and our records for your grandmother to not have been annotated and on you from your claims in fact your name is german and uh, in fact we can actually see that you have high levels of germanic blood in you and white caucasian year well yeah that's why he's vanilla he then came out and said that i'm not going to pretend to be indian because i know i'm indian i'm like i read that i'm like that's just embarrassing like you're gonna claim you're just gonna continue to claim you've been embarrassing after you've just been proven wrong by the tribe of which you're claiming to be a part of but you're not part of very upsetting 
he deleted the tweets after, obviously, because he wanted to save face, but obviously everything you delete on the internet is saved somewhere. I wanted to claim once that I was a millionaire, but I can't claim it because I know I'm a millionaire, even though my bank account does not reflect that by any means. <laughs> do you feel like you're a millionaire? I, I do feel like I'm a millionaire. He once was at a stoplight, and a homeless man was trying to sell him something and he pulls out his gun and threatens and assaults this homeless man just at a stoplight for fun um, i mean wasn't that what ice ice baby was all about that might actually that that might actually be the the allegations of it because apparently a book came out that his studio released that he was not involved with about a biography of him in his childhood and upbringing and his family that the studio just completely released without any knowledge of him or his family being involved in. And he had to debunk the book that came out from his studio. I don't know how that happens. I mean, is that something a studio could do? Sure. I've seen studios do shadier things, you know, like we've all heard the great things that came out of Hollywood and music studios, movie studios, TV studios, all of them. They all could do some really shady things. See last episode of kids. I've never heard of that come out just writing and publishing an entire biography, autobiography book about their current cash cow just to have the guy come out and just say that none of this is true. I did not grow up. I did not know this guy. I did not do any of these things. Uh, I, so don't, I don't know. An unauthorized biography, essentially, that no one, yeah, no one had a well, he didn't have a part in it in any way as a tell-all, essentially. Yeah, I no idea. Is it possible? Sure. I mean, he might be right on that one. The studio never came out and said, like, anything about it, so I really don't know. I mean, is the book still available? I could not find it. I mean, it's probably, it's no longer in print, so you could probably find it at, like, a library or, like, a thrift store, I'm sure. Okay. I was gonna say, I mean, if it's still available, then obviously it wasn't too irregular telling of his story because there had to be some semblance to it if somebody can still find it you know i never checked uh amazon let me see if i can find it on amazon i mean it's very curious i know the madonna sex book is still available which is that's already strange enough as it is have you seen her lately i think she might release sex two before too long sex two electric boogaloo <laughs> it's it was a short one but it was it came out in 1991 it was 64 pages now that's that's a paragraph that's not even a biography i can't find it on amazon oh excuse me ebay excuse me high school terminology that is an essay you can get it on ebay for 20 bucks okay 64 pages it's about as much as george rr R. martin has written on the new game of thrones book don't bring that up i'm not ready for that <laughs> It's a very trigger point for me, I'll be honest. 12 years, man. 12 years. Uh, moving on to the next one on the list here. So he has multiple domestic abuse cases against him. It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, like we've said, I'm not going to bring credit or anything to it, any of them by going over every single one of them and talking about it. If it possibly couldn't do it, because a lot of them have been proven and it's actually been happened. But yeah, he's had multiple issues with firearm charges, drag racing, domestic assault, domestic battery, kicking and hitting, you know, breaking and entering, very violent stuff like that. He's even had one where his pet goat 
and pet Wallaroo. I don't know what a Wallaroo is, but escaped his house and were lost for over a week. So he was charged with, you know, expired pet tags and, you know, reckless endangerment of animals. And that to me is a very big deal as well. I mean, you should take better care of your animals than letting your goat and whatever a pet Wallaroo is, you know, escape and wander around Port St. Lucie, Florida. What a is this? Wallaroo is a common name for several species of moderately large macropods, intermediate in size between the kangaroo and wallaby. It is uh, essentially, let's see, it is... Um, Rocco from Rocco Modern Life. It, it's a mammal. It's closely related to kangaroos. So yeah, it, it's still a marsupial. It's just smaller in size than a kangaroo, but larger than a wallaby. Interesting. I learned something new today. Word that I thought I'd never hear in my life. And it's a real one. Uh, so there's a good... I'm going to save the best one for last. But the next one on the list is he is involved in house flipping, as we discussed earlier. His house flicking, flipping business came to a really big head in 2015 after he was char- arrested and charged with residential burglary and grand theft. After he lied about owning a house and had his crew go into the house and steal the furniture and belongings out of it including expensive furniture and a pool heater so he flips the house then he breaks into the house yeah i think it's more like he breaks into the house and then uses that to flip the other house you think the film crew got any uh, footage on that one I mean, we could watch I, that along I with Tiger so. King I, at the I, beginning of covid so <laughs> i don't know that's what he won the facty for they have to take back his facty now. <laughs> um, like Millie Vanilli with the Grammy. <laughs> so the biggest controversy, as uh, Jay here has already alluded to with his, the whole copyright infringement with Queen and David Bowie, is Suge Knight apparently was involved with this. Everybody knows about Suge Knight. Everybody loves a good Suge Knight. He's the only one that, probably, that knows who shot Tupac and also the only one who knows who shot Biggie. Don't say that. We don't need Suge Knight coming anywhere near this podcast. No, we don't. And uh, they've actually solved the crimes. Uh, We'll we'll get to that. But yeah. So Suge Knight apparently was in relation with one of his guys who was on his record came to him and said that he was part of the writing of Ice Ice Baby and wasn't being given a credited role with Vanilla Ice. So he and his crew came into uh, vanilla ice's hotel room sat down next to him and said what's up they then told him like you're gonna pay us or and give us sign over rights to v- ice ice baby right now you know another game out of it about a while later they uh pushed by forced their way through vanilla ice's bodyguards into his new hotel room up on the like 30th floor of this hotel and apparently hung him over the balcony until he agreed to pay up on ice ice baby's success whether or not this actually happened or not uh both of the parties have briefly talked about it so there is probably some truth there what happened don't know what actually happened with the whole you know rights to the song and everything but i i do recall hearing that story amongst a few others uh, one with madonna that's gross and i don't want to hear it again but i do recall hearing that story from a few different people and i believe was discussed on uh behind the music on vh1 yep yeah and i don't think it was discussed by ice but i also think it was discussed by suge because suge was interviewed a few times for that show ice is the one who said that knight is the one uh, suge is the one that hung him over the balcony by himself like he took his one hand and just held him over it apparently according to that doesn't surprise me in the least 
He's a big dude. Knight, Suge huge. was a big dude. Uh, Suge did came out and said that he used that money that he paid over for the songs uh, assist, apparently, to help fund the formation of Death Row Records or continued operation, I guess. But uh, yeah, that was the big one. But either way, Vanilla Ice did have did settle with both David Bowie and Queen outside of court because there's no court things. They were they apparently approached his studio and him before taking him to court. There was an undisclosed amount of money settled for it, but they also added them as writers to the song for the intro from Under Pressure. So if you do look it up, it does say Sugar, Vanilla Ice, David Bowie, and Queen now. But it's not the same. Uh, 30% is the threshold. Not the same. 30%. You see, it's different. It's not the same. One note, completely different. One note doesn't, is, isn't enough. It's got to be thirty percent. There are certain rules to live by in life, gentlemen. It's number just one, the baseline. It's fine. Number one is change thirty percent to avoid plagiarism. Number two, never explain the pun of a joke. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, fun fact, actually did get sued by Paramore for her song and had to pay a crap ton of money. Now, Devin, what you're Paramore. forgetting, what you're forgetting, is number three. Don't f with Suge Knight. Th- yeah. that is that is a fact of life don't screw shit also yeah. we need this disclaimer parley radio has no confirmation or denial of anything wrongdoing or otherwise for should night and cannot be held responsible for anything said by any of our idiot hosts we are all idiots <laughs> yeah i'm totally uncomfortable talking about them uh total transparency nope, nope. i so, don't yeah, want to touch apparently- it I didn't really see this one as well, but apparently Olivia Rodrigo also had to pay millions to uh, Taylor Swift for driver's license, what? including also millions of dollars to Haley Williams for her uh, "Good for You" songs. I don't even know who we're talking. Olivia Rodrigo is like this brand new, like I don't want to say brand new. She's been like you know, for a couple of years now, but she's a big, big figure in the new pop punk world of music. Is she related to Vanilla Ice in any way? No, but I'm trying to change the subject from Shug Knight. Shoot There is no new music after 2013. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. I actually heard the, the metal version of Ice Ice Baby that he did. It's not the worst thing I've heard. It's not terrible. Granted, a little bit more in touch with the metal community than I am with the uh, Vanilla Ice community. It's, I, I frankly like it better than the original, but that's just me. I mean, it seems almost like Vanilla Ice has made a career out of taking other people's music and kind of putting his own spin on it. I mean, his first single was Play That Funky Music, and then he came right out after that, and Ice Ice Baby came out, which is taking a bass line from another song and turning it kind of into his own. And he's had an entire album of rap covers that he's released. He's released different versions, metal versions, rock versions of all different songs he's done. It's almost like he's more like a remix artist than anything. He basically is sampling other artists and then trying to use that to front his own career, which then after that, he uh, samples himself and then tries to front that as a career. Uh, Jay gave a wonderful suggestion before we started recording today for us to listen to his cover of Buffalo Soldier. I don't want to. Don't. Don't. Please don't. Just don't. Just no. No. It's an auto-tune nightmare. And on top of that, imagine an electronic version of Buffalo Soldier, only played on keys, 
and the random late 80s 90s record scratch sound that happens in rap music constantly throughout the song also that's the song sung by a white guy sung is uh is a strong word there i say auto-tune because he formed there you by go. a white guy there you go now granted i mean i've heard dozens of people play that song before and of all races and ethnicities most of them did it pretty well not him definitely not him it just but no he's also been you know people have accused him of cultural appropriation his entire career and to do a song like that as a white man that's not the best look honestly for someone who really has taken an entire culture and tried to make it his own you know it still cracks me up with um the introduction of eminem into the rap world and the comparison that he originally had to vanilla ice because jay and i probably remember when eminem came out originally or at least first became popular with my name is yeah everybody was kind of cracking up as like a white rapper a white rapper and then um he's in the rock and roll hall of fame now if you listen to anything he's done oh he's better than most people okay i'm not gonna say everybody because i obviously have never listened to every rapper in the world but good lord like amazing and so there is no comparison now granted ice probably paved the way for him to actually say hey if he can do that i can do that so you know credit where it's due he probably did actually inspire a few people that we hadn't heard otherwise but the same could also be said about the beastie boys i don't really want to give ice too much credit on that i kind of want to give bc boys a bit more credit because they came out i think about seven or eight years before him and they were more rock influence though yeah but they can still pull off hip-hop it was definitely not the the speed that we know of modern hip-hop with a, a lyrical barrage that we have gotten through songs for past several years but still hip-hop i mean intergalactic is still one of my favorite songs period oh that's a great song yeah i mean they're it's it's rap rock they're just the grandfathers of new metal get the hell off the show get the hell off you're gone you're done <laughs> you should thank the beastie boys for limp biscuit no why uh, direct correlation gentlemen why'd you do it why'd you do it no no there's only one new metal band that's allowed to be brought up in here and it's corn no limp biscuit. no there's a lot of new metal out there buddy uh, and most of it is limp biscuit well the most successful one is obviously lincoln park but i mean we'll find out when we look at numbers but there's a couple that we have on this list too so yeah but that but there's Wrongly. a reason why lincoln park's not on the list they're on and limp biscuits not on the list either no limp biscuit is on the they're list. totally no. not on the list wink wink nudge nudge out of respect for chester bennington lincoln park is not on this lincoln list park. i oh, that that is fact lincoln park is not on this list and if they are we will remove them because that would have been put on there by mistake. Okay, Jay. No, I like Lincoln Park. But off, they're not. Jay. They're just. Take not off your shirt right now. Biscuit. Don't tell him to do that. He will do it. Put it down. Put it down. Stop. We don't need to see this. We're PG audience only. No, nobody needs. No, nobody needs to see Jay's barren, dry chest and me with my, you know, salamis. Not salamis. I was going to say just <laughs> one of the three bears that attacked Goldilocks because I'm just covered in hair. K-pop a bear. 
yeah <laughs> we had to break down vanilla ice as to whether or not he's worth defending um domestic abuse cases automatic disqualifier so and he and he was convicted nonetheless anything else that he's done i just wanted to disqualify him for having a relationship with madonna but everything else just kind of added to it that was just gross madonna is on the list i already came i already said at the beginning i have a bias about it and i'm going to continue with the bias and say absolutely not no defense for vanilla ice so i'll play a little devil's advocate with it and separate the man from the music he's successful in the fact that he was able to take really one song and put a whole musical genre on his back to really bring it to the masses to let people see it hear it be more aware of it and if it weren't for vanilla ice there's a lot of groups that might not have had a chance it may have taken longer may never have happened at all you never know not saying that vanilla ice is this revolutionary amazing musician but he's a really good remix artist really he's able to turn other music and turn it into his own that being said his lyrical content has nothing behind it really doesn't i mean there's so much that he says and yet he still says nothing with almost every one of his songs for that alone uh he's not worth it no no vanilla ice john so are you supporting vanilla ice or not he's not supporting no. vanilla ice. i will give oh. him credit for what he's done for hip-hop and rap genres and i will give him credit for the amount that he was able to sell really off of one album and the songs they're kind of catchy lyrically no no they're they're terrible and there's no real substance to a song so i do not support musically vanilla ice i don't yeah, I got nothing to support him with. I don't. I think he's he has a catchy song, and that's really it. But you know, even a, a broken clock's right twice a day, I suppose. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. I think he's overrated. I think it, the music's uninspired, and he's just a douche. Well spoken. But Ninja Rap <laughs> is the greatest song from a movie ever. Like a uh, broken clock is right twice a day, and I, I, I will good rap songs. I'm going to add and say, I think I said it in one of the first episodes of nine. I might've said it in a private conversation with us, but separating the art from the artist still does not qualify the artist as being a good person. No, um, no, no, never once said he was a good person. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the other problem is that on top of that you have, and I, I've mentioned this before, Jay and I are familiar with the professional wrestling it goes back to Chris Benoit in ring top five easily one of the one of the best in the ring yeah uh, hands down it's not even like a disagreement anybody could say it but as a person he killed his wife and son and then himself uh his son also was uh i, I believe down syndrome if i'm not mistaken yes yes he yeah is. so uh, I, i'm sorry it's a kind of uh dark turn but you can't think of chris without thinking of that yeah, and that's hard. that's where the separation of the art from the artist comes and so that's impossible that's one thing going forward with the show too that a lot of people will have to understand is that one act can ruin an entire performer artist any of these sorts can ruin their entire legacy yeah i mean we 
might cover him in a, a special episode or something like that. Honestly, one of the greatest pop artists of all time is Michael Jackson, hands down. One of the greatest performers. He wrote his songs, which is not usual for a pop artist. You normally have a songwriter to do that. But there have been so many accusations and so much stuff that has come out since his passing that the legacy is tainted. So it's kind of hard to associate Michael Jackson with being anything other than just having this this poor legacy that was tacked on to everything. I mean, some people will say, yeah, he didn't do anything. I think Macaulay Culkin spoke highly of him and said nothing happened. But also at the same time, Macaulay was young. He may or may not remember it or, you know, it, it's one of these things. I really don't remember being six or seven years old. Not that much. I remember the court case when I was that young. It was a big deal. All over the news. Court case in year six or seven was 2000, 2001. A court case. Oh, yeah, the Jackson court case. But there was another one that was in 93 or 94. Like, he's had a couple. Yeah. So that, that, that really was the change public opinion. Yeah. And that was because uh, I remember that was being blasted all over MTV because he had to. Uh, he came out and spoke out against the investigation about how investigators took photos of him naked so they can use it as comparison with victims whenever they were stating that it was him like that's that's a lot that's a lot to unpack especially as a victim or even somebody on the outside looking in so it's hard to you know can that association with it i mean and i'm not going to say anything positive about this guy r kelly Ooh. One of the biggest hits of the 90s. One of the biggest hits of the 90s. Everybody was singing it. Space Jam, it's still in the movie. I mean, if you find it on streaming, it's still in there. But we all know what he did. Therefore, sorry, ain't going to happen. Your your legacy is done. So that's where you kind of have to take that into account when it comes to these artists. So yeah, when, when folks are listening into the show and they hear us discuss it, some of these things we don't know about ahead of time. Uh, we don't find it out until we actually start looking into it and doing the research and finding out the controversy. So previous episode, 30 Seconds to Mars, there was a lot to unpack with that. I didn't know any of it. Yeah, we try not to include people who we know have crimes against others or accusations about crimes against others, but sometimes we don't know until we get into it. So unfortunately, it, it happens. Really we have to talk There's about these things. A lot of stuff that apparently there's a lot of stuff people just really don't know about this crap yeah like there's so many artists like the i didn't know they had a jared leto cult that's insane that was last week's his name is jesus leto according to him narcissistic piece of crap sorry well, at least he didn't beat up homeless people that we know of <laughs> i mean that we know of. could be part of his cult could be could I hand out ndas like pez we don't know we might get one who knows? Ooh, I want some Pez. Can somebody give me some Pez? Only if you get it from a Michael Jackson Pez dispenser. Oh. I have a joke and I'm not going to say it, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> I do want to mention a couple quick things. I went to Fest last week, and I have a couple bands I would like to plug because I got to see their sets. They're fantastic. Uh, Best of the Worst is a great ska band. You need to check them out. Ska and Punk, they're just amazing. Uh, additionally, we have somebody coming up in the coming weeks who will be on our show, who is the drummer for Plastic Flamingos. They're a punk band, and they're also very good. I want to plug, I'm going to say my brother-in-law's band, uh, Kerosene Heights. It is my uh, 
adopted term little sisters husband's band they're actually really good kind of a garage rock sound uh similar to the strokes but definitely has a punk influence so if you're listening in you want a couple new bands to check out listen into all of them because they're all good uh jay you got anybody you want to throw out there nothing this week you guys are failing me give me these bands people we don't know people like you 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 know everybody no it sucks stupid nice being so likable stupid nice qualities anyone gets the chance you can probably still find the lineup on the festfl.com it is an annual festival in gainesville they thrive on diy putting things together themselves it's normally 200 plus bands that play they are mostly independent unsigned unsigned bands they still have a few headliners anti-flag played uh suicide machines bad cop bad cop against all authority bands like those will still play but a lot of the artists that are on it are just kind of getting their bearings together or maybe a couple years in or maybe you know 20 years down the line and just trying to get a second wind but support your local artists support your friends it's much better to go to the local venue and pay eight bucks or ten bucks at the door to see a band you've never heard of than pay thousands of dollars to see the band that already has their success i'm looking at you blink 182. i'm sorry i bought those tickets okay oh god i'm sorry when i see 950 for pit tick tickets that's before the Ticketmaster fees i'm not interested oh i don't have pit money Uh uh-uh no i've got nosebleed money how much were nosebleeds a uh, hundred apiece. Yeah, not oh worth my. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I saw Foo Fighters in 2005. I paid 45 apiece for those tickets. After Ticketmaster prices and, and fees, it was 60 apiece. So I paid 120 for two tickets. I saw them again in 2016. You know how much I paid? 45 apiece. That was Pit. So yeah, I don't. They they're not. I, they're successful. One of the biggest rock bands of the past 25 years easily. But they're not gonna. You know make everybody feel terrible whenever they go to buy tickets i'm not the person who's going to the when we were young festival and buying tickets for these prices <laughs> no thank you i'm gonna go see my cousin's band that i've never played that i've never seen before nor even heard enjoy their set and i'm gonna go see some friends i highly encourage everybody to go check out your indie artists your independent bands uh look for venues in your town a lot of those shows the the ones that they need the most are on like tuesdays and thursdays if you got the time go check them out that's all i gotta say do one of you want to close it sure i would like to plug my friend zach's band hobo gadget uh junk band they're traveling down south here for the winter from maine and you should be seeing them local over in New Orleans. You're on the street. Hobo Junk Band? Hobo Gadget Junk Band. Hobo Gadget Junk Band. I love and I assume band. they're uh, on streaming services? Uh, not really. Okay. Hobo Gadget Band. Junk Band. Okay, so everybody, make sure you try to find them. I, I would assume they probably have, like, uh, social media. Yeah, they have social media. They yeah, don't really... So. Sh- I mean, I'm sure they might be doing streaming. I'll have to search it out. Just but- out of them in the moment. Find them on Facebook, find them on Instagram, which you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at Parlay Radio on Facebook. We are at Parlay Radio Podcast on Instagram. So you'll type in that lovely little at symbol, Parlay Radio Podcast, and we will pop right up. We are now available on most streaming platforms. Uh, I think the only one that we're working on right now is Amazon Music. Everything else is up and running. Um, you can find that link on our social media page. So if you are trying to listen on Spotify, but you don't have Spotify, Uh, go ahead click that link tree you'll find a bunch of podcast streaming services on there just click the one that you prefer check us out if you have a suggestion for a band for us 
to put on the show or you are in a band and want to be a featured guest and talk with us and comment on all of the stupidity that some of these bands and artists do reach out to us on social media uh you can send us a message on facebook or instagram give us a follow give us a like give us a rating thank you everybody so much for checking us out on behalf of john and jay are you what are you doing go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go we have been parlay radio and we are feeding vanilla ice to the sharks have a good night everyone you dumb it was gonna get to it Parlay Radio is a satirical and educational podcast protected by fair use and copyright. Parlay Radio is hosted by Jay Bain, John Coleman, and Devin Hughes. Incidental music and theme music is provided by Cloudkicker. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, or wherever streaming services are offered. Thank you for listening.